0: This is the Emergency Medical Minute. Real, raw, relevant emergency medical education. Please enjoy the show. All right. Happy Nurses Week. Uh, Okay, so Medical Minute, this was a patient that I saw on a recent shift. We'll change a little demographic information. So we'll say 62-year-old male with a history of hypertension and prior diverticulitis who came in with four four mornings in a row of a little bit of vomiting. Not a lot. Said that he thought it was due to his shredded wheat. Why he kept eating the shredded wheat, I don't know. But this morning he had three episodes of vomiting and the, the second and third episodes contained a little bit of blood. And so he came in with um, epigastric, epigastric tenderness and this complaint of a little bit of hematemesis. So what kinds of things are we thinking about right away? And could be the cause. Shredded wheat, right? It's shred, shredded esophagus, okay. So he could have like a Mallory Weiss tear which is uh, at the gastroesophageal junction you get a little mucosal tear. What else, like an ulcer, right? Or esophagitis. So he had totally normal vitals, temperature was normal, heart rate was 79, uh, his labs were normal, his white blood cell count was 6.2, everything else was normal. I gave him a GI cocktail, he had no relief, uh, and then he got Dilaudid, no relief, Dilaudid, no relief, Dilaudid, no relief, ketamine, no relief, ketamine, no relief, and this was a normal guy who didn't typically take pain medication. And you know, by the time he had received all of those medications, um, he really was having more generalized abdominal pain and was incredibly uncomfortable. And so there was concern, as you mentioned, for shredded esophagus. Uh, so I called the radiologist, and the protocol that we did was set him up for a CT of the chest and abdomen, and he drank contrast essentially right at CT, just before they did the CT scan. So his CT showed, um, they read it as consistent with Borhov syndrome and said that he had active extravasation of dye at the, at the GE junction, or of contrast at the GE junction. So what is Borhoff's? Well, I should say he got Zosin, and then he had a CT surgery consultation and the remainder of his hospital course will be tomorrow's medical minute. But uh, so Borhoff syndrome is also called effort rupture of the esophagus because you have to try really hard to accomplish this. And it was first described by a guy with a cool name, Herman Borhoff, a doctor, back in the 1700s. So he um, first described it in relation to a Dutch admiral who had this big gluttonous feast that included a lot of duck. And then he vomited a bunch, and then he died. And when they did autopsy, they found duck in his chest from the ruptured esophagus. Um, So it's usually the consequence of vigorous vomiting, um, although it can be associated with less frequently with childbirth Seizure, prolonged coughing or laughing, or weight lifting. And what you basically get is you get a longitudinal perforation through all of the layers of the esophagus, usually in the distal portion. And then you get uh, the contents of the esophagus go into the mediastinum um, and this leads to a chemical mediastinitis initially, which is painful, and then a bacterial mediastinitis with air in the mediastinum surrounding the structures of the heart and the great vessels. And it's a true surgical emergency. Um, it's a pretty rare diagnosis. I think it happens about, um, I think they said about three in every one million people per year will get um, will get Borhoff syndrome. Uh, In contrast to that, people with Mallory-Weiss syndrome, who we probably frequently see these people that sound like they have just a gastroenteritis or maybe an alcoholic, they say, I was vomiting all day and then the last time I vomited there was a little bit of blood. Those people get a Mallory-Weiss where they just tear through the mucosa but not through the entire thickness of the esophagus and they tend not to get as sick and if they're not bleeding a lot, they just need proton pump inhibitors and good control of their emesis and they can often be managed as an outpatient. Um, So the best way to diagnose this, or probably from the ED standpoint, the quickest and best way is what we did, which is a CT that involves oral contrast given just before they go to CT, although you may not see it on CT, and uh, it might require an endoscopy to do the definitive diagnosis. Uh, And so we will find out what happened to this patient on tomorrow's Medical Minute.